Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK, and right next to me, the March Heron, Aaron Stewart. How's it going, man? Happy 420, by the way. Happy 420, oh, yes. man. Happy 420. <laughs> Probably much more of a celebration for me than, than you or some other people, but, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's a good day for some peoples, me included. <laughs> You'll, you'll have to enjoy it for me. I will do, my friend. I will do. <laughs> I will do. So I'm ready for a good show. The draft is coming. It's actually funny. I was putting out announcements in the leagues I commissioned this week. And I'm like, hey, less than a week till the draft. And then I put it in all of my fucking leagues. And the minute I did it, I was like, wait a minute. Less than a week and a half. Or less than two. No, it's not less than a week. I was uh, I was thinking it was the 23rd. Why am I the no? That's when dun, 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 Mortal Kombat comes out. So that's what I was excited for. <laughs> well, I was I'll excited. say I joined one of your leagues and, and I was like, oh no, this is one of the leagues that drafts before the, the NFL draft. I was like, oh, <laughs> I better make sure my uh, my rankings are up to date. <laughs> no, I'm an idiot. No, I, I was just, I don't know what I was thinking. I was just, I was looking at the dates and I was like, draft's about here. I should probably make another announcement because there's still some stragglers on the payments. And then I made an announcement in every fucking league. And I was like, nope, that's, uh, that's not when the draft is. We got a little more time. <laughs> but it is coming. It is coming. And uh, before we begin, I just, I have to get into a little thing because I, I, just a quick rant, if you don't mind, it, it just, I see on Twitter a lot, the idea of stick to sports. And I saw a particular account recently. I wish I would have got the name, although I probably wouldn't, I, I'm not one to just call people out, but it's, it's specifically like, it's all I'm going to talk about and stick to sport. And Hey, I get it to an extent. It's supposed to be an escape, but if you look at all things that are escapes, music, television, they all have messages. They all have, the, the, you know, nobody complains about political stuff in music. You, you, you know what I mean? I, I just feel like particularly right now when there's so much shit going on, I feel like it's almost kind of ridiculous to ignore it and to not talk about some of this stuff. Uh, I mean, I mean, as a country, we got a lot of shit going on, but black people still getting killed by cops, mass shootings. I mean, we've still got COVID shit going on. I mean, like we're all trying to rebound. And it's, I guess to me, the idea of stick to sports is ignore everything else. And I just don't feel we should do that. And also people that have a platform, I'm of the opinion you should, that's why I don't get I, I support athletes that speak out on stuff because they have the platform to do so. They're trying to use that platform. And I can very much understand that. And so I just, it, it, it's a lot of stuff and I get it, but it's like the whole Brett Favre sentiment. Like, I don't need the kneeling in there. Like, let's just play football. And it's like, nah, man, sometimes shit has to be done in order to draw attention to something. And it's unfortunate how that all turned out because the attention went not to where it should have but it's just like I I don't know I and maybe I'm one of the few and I also realize with me that and I've said it several times I'm not just 
a sports guy. You know, my, my Twitter account is more than just football and I love football to death. And, and, and it is a bit of an escape for me, but I, I also think, like I said, that just, if you look at our country, like we're just so far down there across the board when it comes, you know, health, education, all these different things. And it's like, and, and yet we're so divided and it's like so much needs to be done. And there's so many issues that to me, I just, I can't ignore it. And I can't, you know, not talk about it. And I feel like I do a pretty good job when it comes to the fantasy stuff of pri- trying to stick mainly to fantasy. But even then I can't help but say anything once in a while. And so I guess the whole idea of just stick to sports, it bothers me. And it just, it makes me hear more Brett Favre and just people like that, Mike Ditka. And it's just like the whole, if you don't like it, get out of here. And I just, I hate that. It, I really do. It's just like, I, as an alcoholic, I'm someone who, you know, I I had to really look at myself and say, okay, you got some shit to work. Like the whole process of getting sober is not just quitting drinking. It's just change, trying to change what you were doing. And some of the things that led the drink, led to the drinking or that the drinking enhanced or that enhanced vice versa. And has, you know, it, it, it's a lot of self-work and I'm always one that like, Hey, you should look at the flaws and attack them and try and better yourself. And I feel like we should do that as a country as well. You know, everybody should be trying to better themselves. So the idea we shouldn't look at what's wrong and try and fix it is just like, and to me, stick to sports just feels like ignoring it. But I also understand that there is a lot going on and that some people do rely on something like football, fantasy football in particular, as a means to ignore some of that crap. So once again, I'm sitting here where I feel very strongly about something, but I still, I'm very open. So I still come back to, I can see it to an extent the other way. I just think, you know, some people take it too far and I just get that, like I said, that far Ditka like vibe and I just I don't like that but it did but I can kind of understand for people I don't know I feel like I'm getting a little bit all over the place but I feel like you get my main sentiment and yeah. it's just I don't know if you've got anything to say about it I know it's kind of maybe a touchy subject um but you're free to say say your two cents as well if you'd like here I think it's um, a tough thing. Like I, I hate that saying too, like stick to sports. Cause it's like uh, for me, for instance, it's, I, mean, I love fantasy football. I love sports, but like there, there's more, you know, and uh, it's, well, that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah there's a it, lot more important shit. Right. And it, and it does seem like a, as a country, it's like, you know, whatever side you, you like uh, support, if you're more conservative, more liberal, democrat republican like it's the the hard thing is it's it's like if someone has a different opinion from you like no, nobody wants to have any discussions and, and I've, right. I've got friends that that think differently from me and and i i gotta say i i i do like enjoy having those conversations um but it's so tough because especially social media makes it tougher too because people it's easier to hide behind a keyboard, you know, and, and instead of having like, uh, not, not even a debate or anything, just a conversation mm-hmm. because we, we, we all are raised differently, right? Like, right. I mean, I'm from the South, the South is typically more conservative, um, you know, and, and fancy football, I've gotten to meet people from West coast and, and, uh, like in the Northeast and, and 
areas where like things are so different than, than like Texas, where, you know, when, uh, when I have discussions about things, it's, it's like, it's mm-hmm. maybe something I've never even experienced. So it's, you know, it's like the stick to sports. Like I, in my younger days, that, that would have been me like, Oh, like I've, I watch sports to get away from all this, but now right. I'm, I'm getting older. <laughs> right. Just celebrated a birthday this week and I'm get, getting a little bit older and paying attention more to things. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm getting old. <laughs> well, I knew that was hitting me when I, I can remember a time when I used to see like the hard hits in football and I'd be like, Oh damn, did you see that yeah. man? That was crazy. And now I see it and I'm like, Oh my God, is his brain. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't even I, I don't even have the, the same reaction to a big hit in football anymore. It, it's part of its maturity. Part is part of it is education. Like, you, you know, now, you know, like, oh, those hits can really, you know, kind of fuck up somebody's brain. So, like, yeah. it, you know, you don't know that as much back. Yeah. So I totally get what you're saying. It's maturity, education and, you know, it's it's just tough right now. It, it, it's tough for a lot of people. And, it, you know, I kind of look at it as like, it, there's just, there's too much extremism mm-hmm. uh, in all sorts of different places. And like, I, I see religion is one good example. I'm, I'm not a very religious person, but my wife is Christian. Now, my wife is Christian, but she doesn't believe gays are going to hell that they shouldn't be allowed to get like she's you know she's pro lgbtq i can't even say that half the time even though i support it too um and so you know what i mean like but some people it's just like they take things to the extreme and it just to me that that's that's worrisome because history's kind of shown what happens with extremism (laughs) hey in our own country I mean, I mean, what happened on 9-11 was because of essentially religious extremism and crazy people. But <laughs> but it, it's, it's just like I, 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 I don't know. It, it's just tough. I don't have shit for answers. I just know it, it, there's a whole lot that needs fixed. And I, I think more discussion is needed instead of less discussion. But um that's tricky unto itself right now, as you kind of pointed out. Yeah, we just, we don't seem to like, like communicating, just pe- people in general. It's, and we like right. to have confirmation bias and we don't like to be right. challenged in our beliefs, even though that can, that can help us just learn. <laughs> like, right. I mean, I like, I like information. I mean, it's to have a fantasy football um, like analogy here is that I used to be zero RB all the time and then had a conversion. It's like, then I saw the other side because, you know, my thoughts were, oh, running backs get hurt. And like all you, you can find running backs on the waiver wire. It's hard to find the number one receivers. And then I had to change of heart. And it's like, yeah, but you don't really find the bell cow running backs um, that much. So if you find a Christian McCaffrey, a Saquon Barkley, and they stay healthy, um, right. you, you want to have multiple guys there because you could find receivers. I player profiler right in this past, this past season, spun out an article about receivers pick up. So sorry, I was able to tie all that into. Right. Football. No, I think that's great. <laughs> 
because I was going to go, if you hadn't tied it to fantasy football, I was going to tie it to my years of cooking. <laughs> and that was in a weird way how I was going to do that. But I like the fantasy football one better for sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I don't know. So sorry, but not sorry. Got to speak my mind a little bit. Um, and, but it's always good to have that, uh, it, you know, that feedback from you too, Aaron, because I, I, I think, it, you know, we probably wouldn't agree on a lot of stuff, but it feels like we could have a discussion about it. Absolutely. And it just seems like there's a lot of that, a lot of that lacking nowadays, but to lighten the mood, it is 420 after all, get high, talk some football. Friday, the day I thought was the draft for some reason earlier this week. Hey, that's a good day. As I mentioned, the Mortal Kombat comes out and I don't know if I mentioned to you, Aaron, but a good show uh, on HBO called His Dark Materials. Now, I had read these books um, a handful of years ago, and the story is fantastic. I think we might have talked about this during Game of Thrones at the end of the Game of Thrones episode or something. But uh, I finally sat down to watch this damn show, and it's fucking great. I'm through the first two episodes, and it's great. And it's, it's, it's done by HBO. So like the intro and everything, it's very, it got that HBO, even a little Game of Thrones feel to it, but it's a, it's a good show. I suggest people check it out. It's a lot of fun, but we can get on to football. Sorry. I just had to mention, cause I, I'm excited about this show. I remember after reading these books, I loved the shit out of this series. And then I've been waiting and it's, they're already done with two seasons and I'm sitting here like I still haven't watched this fucking show. What, what is going on with me? So I finally did. And now I'm all hyped about it. So pardon a moi. Anyway, NFL news. Not that it means a whole lot, but Atlanta adds Cordero Patterson. I don't know if there's much to say about that. I think for a long time, some of us thought he could be a running back if someone would just give him the opportunity. And it's just never really come. And sure, maybe there's a little bit of opportunity there this year if they end up not drafting anybody. That's a big if. They do have Mike Davis. So we'll see. But I put it on here because I do feel like he's one of those guys, man, where I mean, he's getting a little older now, so it's probably not nothing extreme is happening now. But you just wonder if he'll ever pop off and do something a little bit for a year. <laughs> now, I don't think it's happening this year, but I do find the spot a little bit interesting, I guess. So do you have any thoughts of that at all? I know it's kind of lame, but it did just... I, he's always one of those yeah. fun players. You know, yeah. he, he, he has been able to make a career out of... Uh, primarily special teams. Still, still a kick returner. I actually, I was looking at Elena's depth chart. They don't list an actual kick returner, so he's he's at least got that role. Uh, he right. should be the favorite going into the draft there to be their kick return or punt returner, and he still can make plays on special teams. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he can still do that. Hey, and there there's a role. It's it's tough. Like from a fantasy uh, from fantasy perspective he's 29 years old. He right. kind of is what he is. Like he's made his career out of just returning kicks. But one of the things I did notice is the past three seasons here, um, he's actually had just as many or more carries 
in a season than, than targets. And what I mean is right. past three years, 28 targets, 17 targets, 25 targets. And then you go over to carries 42, 17, 64. So he's, he's actually being utilized more as a running back. The, as he's gotten older, which is strange because Very you would strange. think it would kind of go the other way, you know, right. start off running more. And then it's like, as you're banged up more, you run more routes. And, and I was, I was shocked because I always think of him as being a pass catcher and, and he still mm. is, but he's, he is being utilized more on the ground. And one of the other notes here was the day he signed the, the day he officially signed with Atlanta was the same day that they cut Edo Smith. And then all their their top like five receivers in terms of snaps are all back. So I actually think that Cordero Patterson, he'll probably play more running back than receiver, but it's going to be like every year for him where it's a fun player. We kind of fantasize about what he can do. I'm sure there's going to be like one game that he has just right. this ridiculous play and we go, he's back, baby. You're like, we're going to, we're going to add him. We're going to see what he could do. Cause he could do all this stuff that, better for real real football than fantasy i agree with you but i just have this thing i i talk about it all the time i always try and keep a few spots at the end of my roster just for what ifs last year a good example of this i think i brought it up before was travis fulgham i loved his profile the lions seem to have a bit of a pathway on their depth chart, but then they cut him and he goes to the Eagles and they get all banged up. And I'm sitting here and all of a sudden he plays a few games and he's scoring points. And I'm like, ha, would you look at that? So I love trying to grab some of those guys. Now they're normally younger, but Patterson just, I, I wondered just because of the spot, if they don't draft anybody. And again, that, that might be a big if, but the fact that they retain the receivers, they don't really need help there. No Gurley, no Brian Hill, no Ito Smith. So Cadre Olison, that's it. Okay. And then of course, Mike Davis. So if they don't draft anybody, that sounds like a Mike Davis Cordero Patterson combo. Who knows how that turns out, but if there's a chance, he gives you a handful of games because he's probably not on anybody's fucking roster. You might be able to just throw him at the end of your bench, see if he does anything. It, well, see if they draft anybody. And if they don't, he might be worth just stashing to see what happens. Uh, but that's how I tend to roll. I tr try and leave a few spots just to do things like that. Uh, and um, it, you're probably right. It's probably wishful thinking. <laughs> but but I don't know. I, I mean, that. Really, like I said, the spot I found just a tad intriguing enough to make me go, that might be someone, you know, just to throw at the end of your bench. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great strategy to have in Dynasty because even last year, uh, someone, someone in my league had dropped Miles Gaskin before even preseason. And, and I was like, you know what? I, I like the profile. I was needing a running back for taxi squad anyways. I was, mm -hmm. we don't have many options in, in this particular league. And I was, I was like, well, I can stash him if he doesn't do anything in his second season, then I cut him. No biggie. And that turned out to be a great addition in a dynasty league where we roster 45 guys. So 
<laughs> that is definitely a good one. Definitely a good one. Unfortunately, I heard they might be looking to take a running back at 18. Yeah. I saw that report. We'll see. We'll see what they've they do. seen them in mock drafts, but it is the interesting trend on that one is just the, this, the Miami front office and they can shock us, but so far it's, they seem to be run more with analytics. They just don't, right. They sign cheap veteran running backs or they I remember you bringing that up before. Yeah, yep. They, they invest very little draft capital. So fingers crossed. And, and man, if they that's don't, that's what we're banking on. Yes. Yeah. If you have Miles Gaskin, you, you might as well hold them because you've held them all offseason. All you need is this one last hurdle of them not drafting a running back. And well, the, this rookie running back class isn't that great. So, right. Right. As long as they don't get Najee or uh, or Travis Etienne, like they get, it's going to be wheels up for Gaskin. You know, maybe Javante Williams got hurt that a little bit, but you know, I've held them this long. Keep on holding right. if you got them. Oh, yep. I'm with you. I know I am. So there's there's Patterson. There's a little bit of intrigue with the Denver Broncos, Deshaun Hamilton, as far as some trade intrigue from other teams. The Seattle Seahawks have mentioned their high on Freddie Swain, or the reports are. That's another one I've got stashed on a couple of benches. And then Pittsburgh, eyeing a running back in the draft, it would seem. And it seems like they're going to go pretty high for one. So there's a good chance we see Najee or Mr. ATN in a Steelers uniform, I'm thinking, if that's what they're put. Of course, who knows what the hell to believe, but it would fucking make sense. I mean, I still have a little faith in Anthony McFarlane, but, but I could totally see them doing that. So it would make sense to me. Other than that, any of those other tidbits of news that you find interesting? I'm a bit of a Freddie Swain fan. I kind of like him. So I, if they look at him as that third receiver, I don't know if that'll really mean anything in Seattle. We'll see. But I do like it. Uh, and just briefly on Swain is that it, it was it, it was a quiet but good rookie season for him, if that makes sense, because he was six-round pick. It was a weird offseason, right. no training camp. And he played – in all 16 games like that is that's nothing to to scoff at there like the Seahawks clearly saw something in him and early in the season there were a couple of games where he was actually playing more snaps than than David Moore there's some other games where they were basically seeing the same same amount of targets like that that third receiver role wasn't completely David Moore's for a little while and David Moore separated himself a little bit um and, and and Moore had had a good season. He had 35 catches, just over 400 yards, six touchdowns. And Moore's gone. The Seahawks, as we talked about in previous podcasts, they only have three draft picks. Uh, so Freddie Swain, he's absolutely a, a favorite to be the number three receiver. They'll bring in some competition. They they who was it? They tried to sign Mar- Marquise Goodwin, I believe, is what I saw in the news uh, today or yesterday. Um, so they're still looking to bring in guys, but it's not, it's not Antonio Brown, at least not right now. It's, right. it's guys that would be, that would be there to challenge Swain. So looking good for him. If you got him stashed, not a bad uh, stash. No. Deshaun Hamilton's like the opposite. I can't find anything like good uh, about 
Hamilton, besides the fact that he's just been available for three years, he's played 46 out of 48 games. And that's about the nicest thing I could say about him. Like I saw all the trade talks and they're like, the, the Broncos are going to look to trade him. Of course they are. Like he's their wide receiver five. Um, I saw a ridiculous article that said, Oh, if the Broncos try to move up from one, 109 to 104, that they could throw Hamilton in there and save a draft pick. But no, like you, the, the Atlanta Falcons. That would be surprising. That would be <laughs> very surprising. Like, come on. Like, yes, they may trade Deshaun Hamilton, but it's not going to be involved at all to move up to 104. It was that article was laughably bad. Um, I didn't see that one. I'm glad I didn't. Oh, I'll send it to you off uh, <laughs> off air. But uh, the the interesting thing with the Pittsburgh drafting running back is there there's a lot of attraction here with this. There there was a couple of tweets that I saw from good sources. There's guy Alex Kazora. Uh, I probably butchered that name. My apologies, Alex. And he works really close with Pittsburgh Steelers. And he goes, his tweet said per Tony Pauline who has a lot of inside information. Steelers are locked into three players in the first round pick. And it's Najee Harris, an offensive tackle, Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, I believe, and Alabama center Landon Dickerson. Um, and then another tweet from Warren Sharp, and we know that guy knows his stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. he, he mentions that there's a guy, uh, Jerry Dulock from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette is reporting that the Steelers are looking to address running back in the first or second round um, regarding the incumbents that they have. Uh, Steelers are content with Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland. The straight from the tweet, this I'm quoting it. The Steelers are content with them as backups, possibly even Balazs. So it's it seems that with the Steelers, they, these guys, they like them, but not the James Connor Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> They're looking for their next Le'Veon Bell. They haven't drafted a running right. back high since bell so it's the tea leaves are starting to align for Najee harris first round pittsburgh steelers like that is <laughs> it each day that passes it's becoming more of a reality because they they almost have to go running back first few rounds uh right. in the third fourth round they're picking towards the end of those rounds and man if they don't take one in the first two rounds like Javante Williams probably isn't going to fall to him in, in round three. Uh, Williams may go in round two for all we know. Right. And we've talked about running back. After those those three, Najee, ETN, Javante, it's bad. It's really, really bad. Uh, when it comes to Najee, you know me. His age is a little bothersome to me. But man, if he goes to the Steelers, that's a great landing spot. Yeah. Like, that's a great landing spot. And they'll use him. And he would have to be the 101, I would think. I mean, as far as if you're not in super flex. Um, But he's definitely the top running back, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'd be down to get him to use the shit out of him for a couple of years and then flip him because – I mean, he's going to probably have a couple of productive years in there if he ends up in Pittsburgh. So I kind of like that, and uh, it would be nice to see. I'm with you. I wouldn't mind it at all, at all. Absolutely. And then last little bit, we'll just mention it a little bit because we're going to get to some quarterback discussion here in a second. Damn, 
our opening has taken a minute. <laughs> I, I ranted. It's my fault. It's okay. It's okay. I'll take it. But we have mixed news. All this different thing, all these different things coming out about the, the, the pick at number three, San Francisco's pick. And it's great. I love it because a lot of people were certain it was Mac Jones. And it's not looking like Mac Jones, man. So what do you think about this? And that's going to lead us into our, our, our quarterback discussion. But what do you think about all the crazy news? You, I believe you thought maybe Mac Jones. Is that correct? Yeah. And okay. I'm- I'm still kind of sticking with it. It's it's that's tough. what I wanted to know. That's yeah. what I wanted to know. It's and it's tough. I mean, like, it, and I would rather see Fields or Lance go there. Right. Like that, right. that just seems to be a better fit there. But I kind of feel like what's what's happened is their plans got leaked, and then they overcorrected by leaking like all this other information. <laughs> but I'm kind of going with like the the that, initial yeah. leak there, and they're just kind of going, oh oh shit, we, we screwed okay. up. but but it's going to be fun like pick three is going to be the the most interesting pick of the draft because we know it's trevor lawrence 101 it seems pretty pretty certain the jets are going zach uh zach wilson Mm. yeah but san francisco oh my gosh they are creating the drama here trust me i want fields and lance but if i had to put money on something right now i'm like that was the part that was the story that got leaked first and you don't trade up to pick three and not know which quarterback you're going to take. Oh, well, if you can hear me. If there's other teams intrigued in them, then you would have to, to move up ahead of them and all of that. So I, I agree with you. I feel like they almost had to know when they did it, yeah. but um, I, it's definitely going to be interesting because I don't think, it, that's why I wanted to know your opinion, because I don't think it's a lock. It's Mac. And so it'll be interesting to see. But that's really where it's going to start. This fucking draft is three. And what does San Francisco do? And then on from there. Um, and, and speaking of on from there, let, let, let's just go ahead, take a quick break and then come back and get into some quarterback discussion. What say you, March Heron? Let's do it. Take a break right. and then we'll get into the meat and potatoes here. Yes, yes, indeed. Be right back. All right, we're back. Back and good to go. Another J going for me. Happy 420 again, everybody. All right, all right. We were talking about the San Francisco pick and you think could still be Mac Jones and, uh, and maybe it will be, it's going to be fun. I, I really can't wait for it, but we've got, you know, basically, you know, kind of a consensus top five guys, right. And you got Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville, likely Zach Wilson to the jets. We'll see what happens at three. And then you got a bunch of stuff going on around that because people are calling the Falcons teams are calling the lions. There's a lot of stuff going on here. There's a very good chance. We see five QBs taken in the top 10, I believe. So what do you think this looks like? If you say 
Mac Jones goes at three. Does anything happen at four for quarterback in your mind? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm pretty dang certain that what's going to happen here is we're going to see Denver. Denver move up to pick four with, with Atlanta. No Deshaun Hamilton being traded to, to Atlanta. But Denver, <laughs> Denver just makes sense. It's a team in the opposite conference. This, this poor team, they have been trying to get a quarterback but they haven't. So they're, they're, they're in this awkward spot with Drew Locke where they have to, on one hand, tell him, no, you're our guy in case they don't get a quarterback. But I think behind the scenes, they're, they're trying to get their rookie quarterback. A, a lot of their offseason moves, like, they've, like they, they kept Von Miller. And that was kind of an interesting one because Denver wasn't really good last year. And Von Miller missed all of last season. And he's getting up there in age. And it's like, man, they're bringing back kind of some older talent. And when you go, it's not a bad defense. And they've got plenty of weapons on offense. It's like they're one quarterback away from, like, competing. And, and right. especially with them going and bringing back older defensive talent, like, they have got to swing for the fences and, and get their QB. Uh, I, I have – I have them training up to pick four to get Justin Fields. Um, and then okay. that, that means Trey Lance. And I don't hate Trey Lance. I mean, there's so much potential, especially in fantasy football, with Trey Lance and what he could do with his legs. But we almost always see a quarterback slip. Uh, we saw Lamar Jackson in, in, his, in that rookie draft back in what, 2018. He slipped to the end of the first round. I don't think Trey Lance will slip that far. I have them going to the Patriots. That would be just a perfect spot. Like Trey Lance. I don't mind it either, especially yeah. with what they're doing with Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah, because with Trey Lance, the the thing that people have to remember is he played at North Dakota State. And, yes, Carson Wentz went to North Dakota State. But Carson Wentz was viewed as being more pro-ready. Trey Lance doesn't have a lot of starts under his belt. He has right a ton of potential. Like he even has that potential to end up – being maybe the the best fantasy quarterback to be what Lamar Jackson ended up being in his class but like to be able to go to a team like the Patriots where they they have a starting quarterback that they'll start at the beginning of the season and if Cam Newton does what he did last year then they'll they'll put Trey Lance in and Cam Newton's only on a one-year contract that's kind of where I'd like to see uh, Trey Lance go if not there like San Francisco where they have Garoppolo they can play Garoppolo as many games as as uh, Trey Lance needs to get ready um that that would be ideal I just man or even if Atlanta stays with their pick and picks a quarterback Trey Lance works there hey you got Matt Ryan who you're going to be playing for the next at least the next season um maybe more um but there's going to be a quarterback that falls um it's Dwayne Haskins too in his draft class I know he didn't end up being good but we always see one quarterback start to fall because uh, at what point with teams do they, do you want the fifth quarterback in a class versus the one of the top two offensive tackles or like a Kyle Pitts who, you know, has a, one of, one of the highest grades from oh, who's the guy on NFL.com that, that grades players, but like there, there's, you can Google NFL rookie profiles and Kyle Pitts has one of the highest grades. So, you know, at some point these teams are going to go, do we really want the fifth quarterback in this class versus the best at other positions? So 
we'll see someone fall. I agree. Only I think it'll be Mac Jones because I think San Francisco will go Fields or Lance at three. And then I agree with you on Denver. Now, some would say, hey, why not Drew Locke? Give him another year. I mean, look at Josh Allen's numbers and look at this and look at that. No. First of all, no. Second of all, if you really want to look at why they might, might go that route, it's because, I guess for me, I always assumed, as you mentioned, they've got what seems to be a win-now team. I assumed they were always going to be in on trying to get them some Aaron Rodgers. You know, I thought they'd be in on Deshaun Watson, which it sounds like they were till that fell apart. But I, I always thought they're going to try and do John Elway. I mean, he's not so much in charge right now, but, you know, they're going to try and do what they did with Peyton Manning. That's right. And they're going to try and get an Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, time may be ticking down for that. We'll see to where Aaron Rodgers could be moved, but it's unlikely it's this year. So maybe they do roll with Drew Locke one more year in hopes that they can get an Aaron Rodgers next year. Now, the new information with them, you know me, for the past few weeks, I've said I'd like to see Denver trade up and grab Trey Lance. And I think ultimately, because what I read earlier was that they had two guys they really liked in this class as far as quarterback. So they were, they were kind of trying to be under the radar, but apparently there's a couple of guys they like. I'm thinking San Francisco takes Fields or Lance, Denver trades up and takes the other one. Maybe that's just fantasy booking, but that's the way I see it. I see Mac Jones falling. The Patriots seem to like him. Doesn't quite fit what we were saying with Trey Lance would be good to go behind Cam Newton. So that does have me a little worried about this pick because I do like what we were saying about that. But they do seem to like Mac Jones. I think he's going to be the one that falls because I do think you can look at him and say, hey, there are some similarities with other guys you know, uh, that haven't gone on to be studs in the NFL. So I think Mac Jones, and, and I understand the risk with Lance, but I definitely think after, like, I don't know. I just feel like, I agree with you. One of them is going to fall, but I feel like it'll be Mac Jones. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's who San Francisco has pegged all along. And if that happens and it's Trey Lance, and the Patriots get it. Well, fuck, I like that too. So even if my fantasy booking doesn't work, I am good with it. But that's where I've kind of got everything mapped out. Oh, but then there's other quarterbacks, you know. Davis Mills is a name that's popped up. Kyle Trask for a long time was, was floating around there as that sixth guy. And so there's some interesting things there. But I, I have a guy, and there's a few guys later on that people, some people have pointed out, but I'm really intrigued by a one Jamie Newman. And I could see him going somewhere, perhaps later on in the draft, to say a Pittsburgh, maybe Atlanta. 
because this guy and i've got to find, try and find his stuff it was right here and then my phone did a weird thing but this guy do you know who i'm talking about first of oh, all yeah. are you familiar with jamie newman yeah okay well while i'm looking guy. for my info you go ahead and rant on him a little if you'd like <laughs> well i like when you mentioned atlanta like that that is something that makes sense because atlanta is a team i don't believe takes one of these first round quarterbacks there's a lot of money owed to matt ryan uh right. and and so it doesn't make sense to take a qb a pick four so right perfect for a project quarterback though right right and the the other fun fact with jamie newman is it, it kind of it it fulfills the prophecy he he was supposed to transfer over and play play quarterback for georgia the georgia, georgia bulldogs right. <laughs> you know, COVID and, and everything out. he opted out so then it would just be great that Atlanta drafts him and he does end up fulfilling that obligation and playing in Georgia. And Newman is a guy yeah. that he, he looks like he's what, six, five, like 235 pounds. It's, it's going to be the old school way of, uh, of scouting quarterbacks. Hey, he's got to be a certain size. And to a level degree, yes, they have to have some size to be able to help to see over those behemoths that are blocking for them. So Newman is has got the some of these physical skills and has some rushing upside too. Um, and I will also go, yes, I'm looking more at stat sheets. I hard to find a lot of film for Jamie Newman um, that is relevant since he didn't play it all last year. <laughs> so, right. um, but has to have at least some type of rushing ability to be able to get the, the stats that, that he put up. Exactly. And he's definitely that dual threat. And the problem is, is he's got this incomplete profile because he didn't play last year. And, and, apparently didn't look great at the senior bowl, but I mean, he didn't fucking play last year. So <laughs> I, I could imagine even after, after a year of not playing, even kind of getting into shape for some senior bowl, I imagine he wasn't the greatest, but I would like to see more of him. It's a very complicated case, but you see where there's some tools with him and, and the rushing ability and you would just like to see, like in Atlanta, I thought, because they definitely aren't going to use anybody this year. And that's why I also picked Pittsburgh. They're going to ride it out with Ben another year. And who knows? This He could come in and really do something. Or not. That's a very strong possibility. <laughs> but I really like some of what this dude's profile provides. Obviously, not enough information. Not enough, as you said, you know, really even film highlights anything to see of him. And it hurts him that he didn't play last year in multiple yeah. ways. So, it, you know, he's not likely to be drafted until much later. But it would be nice if he goes to the right landing spot. He's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Certainly. And there's there's a couple of guys outside the top five um, that, that have caught my attention. Uh, you, you mentioned one already is Davis Mills. And mm -hmm. it, the, the intriguing thing with Mills is that you go back way back to 2017 and coming out of high school, he was the top rated quarterback pros, or, or recruit. And, you know, his career has never, his collegiate career never went the way 
um, that was supposed to, mainly due to injuries. It's like every time he got some some momentum, he got injured. It's like, are you are you kidding me? But um, one stat that that stood out to me was he set the Stanford record for 504 passing yards in a game. It, and people may forget that like Stanford produced Andrew Luck. No. I was just going to say, <laughs> and Dave, went to <laughs> Davis Mills, 500 passing yards in a game. You have to take notice uh, on that. And, and the reason Mills has some intrigue to him is that in, in college, he only started 11 games, mainly due to these injuries. So you can see room for growth. This, this is an unfinished um, product here. And, and he comes in, he's right. got good size. He's 6'4", he's 225 pounds. And, and at what point do do teams go? Look, like it's it's not that he played bad. I mean, I'm looking at 2019 and 2020 stats here. Um, impressive yards per attempt, you know, 8.1 in his junior season, 2019, and then 7.8 in his senior season. That's that's not bad. Completion percentage about 66 percent for both seasons. More touchdowns than interceptions. It doesn't seem that he's going to have much mobility. But when he tested athletically, his 40 yard dash, 4.87, that's 47th percentile. An agility score, that's 65th percentile. So he's not what people knock Kyle Trask for is that he has absolutely no mobility whatsoever. When I see right. that, like it, it kind it reminds me of what what Gardner Minshew had. He had just enough athleticism that helped him out like early in, early in his career, in, in his NFL career, I should say, early career. He's still, still young. But Davis Mills, there's, there's enough athleticism to where I go, is he Lamar Jackson? No, but like that's enough mobility that should be able to help him out as he's developing his skills. And when you draft him in Dynasty, it's the, the hope is that he goes somewhere that he gets to sit for probably a couple of seasons. Um, some of the locations you mentioned are, are perfect ones, like a Pittsburgh, an Atlanta, a team that's got an aging quarterback that's there that can hold down uh, the fort. But my my absolute favorite guy outside the top five is Kellen Mond. I, I hope I pronounced yes. that right. Uh, Kellen Mond is a guy that's got uh, the dual threat ability here. He great. ran a four, six, seven, 40 yard dash. That's 85th percentile. Uh, it, a, a very seasoned rookie because he, he played all four seasons at Texas A&M. And, and one of the things I liked is like when I watch kind of some film and I am by no means like trained in watching film, like there right. was, there's some Maybe. games where it was like, he, it's something that didn't seem right. Like in the pocket, he was kind of jittery a little bit. Like, I don't know if that's a proper way of describing it, but like I watched kind of some other games. It's like, he, I want to say it was the same season. It's, it got better. He looked more confident. Now the game, he was jittery. It was an Alabama game. So, you know, you're going against the closest thing to NFL to an NFL team uh, that a personal play in, in college, but Kellen Mond, I saw just gradual, progress in his game like each season you're like the completion percentage went up the yards per attempt went up the the touchdown to interception ratio got better um there was some mobility there which which will help it's you know in fantasy football we just want to score points and kellen mond if whatever he lacks with his ability to win with his arm it's it's 
the Jalen Hurts uh, effect where you can right. you can make up for that by running. And this guy, he may, may be outside of Justin, well, Justin Fields and, and Trey Lance. Like Kellen Mond would be the third fastest, but in most draft classes, he may even be the fastest guy in his draft class. Uh, comes in 6'3", 211, so slightly less than like the prototypical size. But a breakout age, 19.2, 88th percentile. It's this guy's no slouch. Um, he gets overlooked right. because this quarterback class has five guys that are going to go in the first round. So Kellen Mond is, yep. you know, in the super flex drafts, if you don't get your quarterback in the first round, man, you know, what? I'll say it like super flex, grab Kellen, Kellen Mond in the second round. There's, there's upside. If he grabs a starting job and that rushing ability, I mean, we, if he gets day two draft capital and Jalen Hurts did what he did with day uh, day two draft capital, Kellen Mond could do that too with his legs. I like it. I like it. Kellen Mond. Yep, that's another name I had written down. I think that's good stuff, man. Is there anybody else you wanted to hit? Um, I basically got to talk about Jamie Newman and I agree with you on Davis Mills and Kellen Mond. So anybody else we need to really hit on? Yeah. It's like, we mentioned Kyle Trask, but a lack of mobility. That's, I, I don't know. I'm not really that interested in, in Trask, but, but I'll say that like even Trask, like there could be a path that that's a guy that some people think sneaks into day one, but has day two. It's, this is, this is a, for what this class lacks in running backs, yeah, there's plenty of quarterbacks. Yeah. I was hoping uh, John Gruden would draft him some college. I love that Kyle Trask, man. <laughs> <laughs> I could just like, I could just see that's one of the guys I could see going for Kyle Trask. Well, so, and I will say 46 touchdowns in the SEC. Like that's, that's, that's impressive. Now at my, the only reason that I, I'm not as high on Kyle Trask as I go. How much of that is having a Kyle Pitts, a Kadarius Tony, who, whether we agree or not, it's more than likely he's going to go first round or the very least round two in the NFL drafts. It's says he has all this NFL talent, which, but you know, the reason I like killing Mon more is what NFL talent was he throwing the ball to? <laughs> I, I can't read question. I, I don't know much about the, the A&M receivers, but they're definitely not, not any that are on my radar. Right, right. No, I dig it, man. I dig it. I like the names. I like the names. I, I like what we did there. I like what we did there. You know, we're just waiting on the draft now, people. I mean, you get to a point where you're running out of stuff to talk about. You just need the fucking draft to happen. And we're almost, almost so close. there. But as mentioned last week, talked about maybe having a little superhero discussion because I had I was talking about how Tom Brady is just like Thanos seems to be inevitable. So we're going to do that a little bit here. You've got a little bit uh, of you've got a list of some names, rookies, mm -hmm. and I've got non rookies. And we didn't do that on purpose. But here it is. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. So. I figure we'll just go back and forth, but I, I really struggle with some of these because I felt like, like with certain superheroes, a few different guys could be that superhero. So I was really struggling with who to pinpoint, but I guess I, you know, 
I'm going to start with, even though he's not one of my favorite superheroes, I'm going to start with Superman. Now, at one point, Cam Newton was Superman. And while I still believe in some Cam Newton, he's no longer Superman. He, he's been hit with some kryptonite, you know. There's a new Superman. And that's Patrick Mahomes. And I just don't think there's any other way you could put it. I, I may not be a fan of Superman, but most look at him as the most superest of superheroes because, I mean, it's Superman. So I said, let's fucking put Patrick Mahomes there because Patrick Mahomes is quite magical with some of the things he can do. So I would say Patrick Mahomes is Superman. That's my number one. Go ahead, Mr. Aaron Stewart. Well, in going through rookies, of course, Superman was going to have to be one of them. So my rookie version of Superman is Mr. Kyle Pitts, because everything about him just seems perfect. You pull up the workout metrics and all the bars go up to the top. You, you look at 6'6", six, six, <laughs> like 200. That. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, and he's 6'6", six, six, he's 245 pounds. Like, talk about a man of skill. That's, that's you, you want a guy that you, you can't make. Rondell Moore, Superman, you know, he's too short. Uh, you look right. at the advanced stats, it's like 90, 90th percentile or greater on all the advanced stats. It's the thing about Superman is that he is the most complete superhero, right? Like he has, right. besides uh, green rocks, he has no weaknesses. Right. <laughs> so Kyle Pitts, to me, this the Superman of this draft class, the perfect prospect i love it i love it now you go ahead and go one and i'm sure i'll have because i'm sure for the first handful we're probably going to have the same superhero so you just go ahead and read one now and i'll match you with the same superhero and we'll just keep going like that certainly so my, my next one and i had i'd already mentioned them and and it's not I can't claim it as my original idea, but Rondell Moore is Ant Man, and anyone that goes to Player Profiler and searches <laughs> Rondell Moore, they're gonna see Ant Man. But is that is that not a perfect comparison for Rondell Moore? Because we know yeah. he's tiny. He's five right. seven. He's one hundred and ninety <laughs> pounds. If he was six two and two hundred fifteen pounds, he'd be Superman. He'd be the one hundred one of superheroes. But Rondell Moore, he's Ant Man. Even though he's teeny tiny, like you can't over, you can't underestimate <laughs> uh, on right. that because he'll kick your tail. He'll 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 either jump over you with this like forty two inch vertical. Like all of his workout metrics are quite impressive for a guy that's so teeny tiny. We usually look at these prospects when they come at that size and we go, well, they're gonna have to be a slot receiver. Well, with his crazy like strength and speed and everything, he he can he can play like when Ant-Man decides to reverse it and become a gigantic human being. So Rondell Moore, he's Ant-Man. I love it. However, I do not have an Ant-Man. <laughs> uh so uh where am i gonna go where am i gonna go since i don't have an ant-man i i love that one but i i, I didn't put ant-man so here here where am i gonna go i'm gonna go with odell beckham as spider-man okay mainly because some of the insane catches we have seen him make and i know he hasn't been the same recently i get that 
but that old, old he's still in there somewhere now i can't guarantee he'll stay healthy a whole fucking season but i think some of that is still in there and i'm still holding on to what he did do because it was a fucking shit ton of fun to watch okay and i just feel like it was very spider-man like i'll never forget that shit just oh like you had to have some spider webs on your hand to hang on to that odell i'm just saying so odell as spider-man if you have a spider-man go ahead otherwise pick a new one i have no spider-man did did you want to go back to back there i i think is that what we're kind of doing kind of do Oh, that's true. That is what we were going to do. Okay, so I'll go with another one. I'm going to go Russell Wilson as Batman. Now, this is because you look at Batman. He's not your normal fucking superhero, right? He doesn't have some special ability or, or he wasn't born on another planet. No, He's just a straight up dude. Well, he's a rich dude. (laughs) Not just a straight up dude. He's a rich fucker. Okay. So, but, you know, rough life growing up, just a a normal human being. It's aside from being rich and all that, but he's pretty fucked up. And he uses these different tools and gadgets and whatnot to help him fight crime. And that's his superhero thing because he he's not someone like an iron man who you know has any particular special abilities so i guess iron man might have iron man's got some a lot crazier shit than batman iron man's got some crazy shit okay before i start geeking out on on super (laughs) but so and i feel like russell wilson is that same thing you know he's not your prototypical you know he's not huge he's not very big he's smaller but he uses that to his advantage and he has different tools and i'm telling you man this dude i've watched him do it to the vikings so many times and aaron Rodgers as well but the escapability that factor and aaron Rodgers is good at it but fuck man russell wilson i can't tell you how many times i'm just like I I'm rooting for the Vikings where I'm just screaming at the goddamn TV, just sack the motherfucker. And you can't, you fucking can't. He just keeps running around back there until he finds Tyler Lockett open 35 yards down the field. (laughs) So I, I got Russ as Batman just because he's not that prototypical quarterback, but he uses all the different tools that is as disposable at his disposable at his disposal to make uh, it's 420 i may be a little hot at his disposal to make it work so there you go well for my next one and and this one it's all in the name it's all in the name but there's a running back from the university of michigan whose name is chris evans and that's just happens to be the name of the actor that plays Captain America. So it's he, he's got to be. Chris Evans is Captain America. He literally stars as him as Captain America. Now, I will say with the profile there, not exactly the most productive, um, but he does have some burst, some agility to help him get on the field to maybe uh, maybe grab a shield there and make a special teams tackle with it. I, yeah, I'd pay money to see that. But I, I also think he's kind of been protected by that shield of that Michigan M. But it's mm. 
there, there's not a whole lot of characteristics there. It's just like I, I had him as my first person there. I, I had to mention Chris Evans as Captain yeah. America, which goes no, that's okay, it, and it goes perfectly into the next superhero because I kind of bent the rules a little bit on this one because if Chris Evans is Captain America, then Devonte Smith slash Tutu Atwell, well. They're Steve Rogers. They're pre-Captain America, and they're little scrawny wide receiver frames. And Devontae Smith, he he's too scared to get the serum. Like he doesn't even want to get get. He doesn't want to step on the scale. Like these skinny receivers, they can't. Sorry. Like the reason you got to drop Devontae Smith in in your dynasty rookie rankings is well, he's no he's no superhero. There you go. I <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so. I have a Captain America one. This may seem obvious, but I think it has to be J.J. Watt. Because he's just fucking Mr. I did this. And you're just like, you, you know, it's J.J. Watt. I just feel like that that's Captain America. So that I don't even really have a lot to back that up. I just felt like J.J. Watt's Captain America. <laughs> it was just one of those, you know what I mean? Well, and one yeah. thing I'll mention about JJ Watt real quick is I, he's <laughs> yes. a, he's actually thrown a football towards me before, and and he usually does like he'll throw to kids, and so I was not expecting for him to throw a football to me, and then right. like he does a game of catch. So then the first thought is don't drop it, and the second thought is make sure you get the football to him. <laughs> but sorry, that's my cool JJ Watt story. I like it, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I uh. I remember my dad and I, um, I can't even remember how old I was, but uh, we were in a hotel and we got on the elevator and fucking Jerome Bettis gets on the fucking elevator with us. And I was like, well, this is cool. Like, <laughs> like, and I, I was like, I should, I don't, I didn't ask for an autograph or anything, but like my dad was like, when he got off was like, that's Jerome Bettis. I'm like, I know. I know that was Jerome Bass. I don't know why I didn't. I don't know. Cool story. They, they, like you get older and you realize they're just people too. Yeah. Just talk to most them. of them. JJ Watt seems a little extreme. <laughs> He's part machine. He's a massive human being. <laughs> yes, he is. Speaking of massive human beings, I'm going to go with Aaron Donald as the Hulk because I think it just fits. I think it just fits that is what that is a dude that as you've seen recently got an apology for (laughs) for being misnamed in an assault (laughs) it's a pretty crazy story y'all should look into it but this dude just seems to me like he's just a big teddy bear he really is to get him on the fucking football field and then he's just fucking hulk and just destroys motherfuckers. And, you know, he's just one of the more fun defensive players to watch. So I had to ha- had to go with him as Hulk. And you know that Sean McVay absolutely goes, Aaron Donald, smash. Right, right. <laughs> That's great. So uh, I don't have a Hulk, but the next best thing I've got is I've got a Wolverine. And that's Mr. Najee Harris. Because there you go. Najee Harris, 
A, has got to be the most entertaining football interview that I've heard. Uh, you need to listen to the Adam Schefter and Najee Harris interview. I'll it's, check it out. It's gold. And, and one of the things he mentions is uh, he, you brought up earlier that you don't like his, his advanced age. You know, he is 23. He did spend all four years at Alabama. But as he goes in that interview, he's like, I've never been hurt. <laughs> He's never been hurt. And at 6'2", 230 pounds, we don't know what he is made out of. He may be part of that regenerative um, stuff that Wolverine had in him. This is about right. as close as Alabama's had to a Derrick Henry of just these, these freaks where you just put them in. They're going to go crazy. They're going to destroy whoever's in front of them. And somehow they come out of these battles perfectly fine. So right. that Najee Harris is my Wolverine. I love it. And actually, to go right along with that, or wait, you had another one coming, didn't you? Because you didn't yeah, have go, a Hulk. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, though. You got something on the Wolverine line? Well, well, I had a tough time between two names for the guy you just mentioned, Derrick Henry. Because I think he would be perfect for Wolverine. But just as perfect for Thor because Thor is really in comics like the baddest motherfucker like he is one bad pony and I I just feel like that's Derrick Henry like I I will never forget some of Derrick Henry's runs and just the way he throws defenders off of him and just the way his eyes get all wide like he could almost be Hulk too like there's really a handful of superheroes that Derrick Henry could probably be but I got him right there as either Wolverine or Thor I got a couple of them where I just couldn't decide between the two so I put both down Derrick Henry Thor slash Wolverine, I'm right there with you. Another Alabama running back. You said closest thing they've had to Derrick Henry. Yep, there you go. So, all right, let's get another one from you, though. Gotcha. So, kind of going in hand with Wolverine or, you know, Thor's where we talk about just guys that are just going to destroy you. And this this guy, this rookie may not ever do much at the NFL level. He's not expected to go high or anything like that, but I had to mention him because of his profile and it's Corey Taylor, not the slipknot singer, but the running back from Tulsa. Uh, he's, he stands at 5'10", 214 pounds, which to put in perspective, Travis Etienne is 5'10", 215 pounds, nearly identical. Now Travis Etienne had 18 bench, bench press reps of 225 pounds. Corey Taylor had 28, which was number two in the class, 95th percentile. And, and, it, and it's that combination of the strength, his BMI, he had a 30.7 BMI that's in the top two thirds there. And, and his playing style, because in his four-year career, he saw nine targets, catching only seven of them a 1.6% college target share. His best comparable player is, is an old Bengals running back, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Wow, oh, a blast really from the past. <laughs> and, and you look at this Corey Taylor guy and you go, well, they're not throwing the ball to him. They are, they are, they're handing the ball to him and they're like, Corey Taylor, you're the juggernaut. We just right. want you to burst through the walls there. Juggernaut. And, oh, and, I fucking love it. 
And I just want Corey Taylor to be a thing just because of the juggernaut. It's he's just built like if he dressed up as the juggernaut, he would fit it so well. Just right. The way he is, he's just all muscle. <laughs> Travis Etienne is all water weight. Corey Taylor is just, he's the juggernaut. Right. I fucking love it. I do not have the juggernaut. That is such a good one. And I'm such an X-Men fan. I, I I'm a little, I'm a little confounded that I didn't, that I didn't roll with the juggernaut on any of these, but that's okay. Cause there, there's definitely fuck Derek Henry could be juggernaut, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with a villain too. There, there's one that probably fits really good here, but I really want to save it for last. So I'm going to go with another one. This is really a favorite to me because one of my favorite defensive players, someone I still love despite not being a fan really of the Vikings is Harrison Smith, Harry, the Hitman, I love him. So he's got to be Deadshot from the, from you know, villain Batman lore and the Suicide Squad. Deadshot, Hitman, Harry the Hitman, and that's really the connection. And just because I wanted to get Harrison Smith, my favorite safety, in there, just because I love the dude. So that's what I got for that one. I imagine you don't have a Deadshot, so I'll go ahead. And go with the second one real quick. I got Lamar Jackson. Now, originally, I had him as Flash. But no, I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. Because to me, he's much more Doctor Strange. Okay? He's much more Doctor Strange. Because Doctor Strange, he's got the Time Stone, yes? And Lamar Jackson sometimes, man, whew, it's like he makes time stand still with some of the shit he does. <laughs> I like it, it, it's it, or is it the reality? So what stone? I hope I'm not getting the stones fucked up with Doctor Strange. Now I have to look it up. <laughs> That'll destroy everything I had to say with this. It's the time stone. Okay. I don't know why I questioned myself there. Anyway, so that's what I got. I feel like Lamar Jackson, yes, he's fast, but I feel like he's so much more than fast. It's, it's strange what he does. And, and, it, and even everything around him with the passing situation <laughs> is strange. So I would just call him Dr. Strange. That's what I, and plus I had to get Dr. Strange in there because he's one of my favorite comic heroes, even though I didn't seem like it when I'm questioning what fucking stone he had. But anyway. Aaron, moving on to you. Well, I've only got two more on my list. You may have more on that. That's okay. And what's fitting is you mentioned the last two heroes that I have. And I'm first going to start with The Flash because this one, to me, in the rookie class, there's only one guy that it can be. And that's Anthony Schwartz from Auburn, who ran a 4-3-2 40-yard dash. He was like one of the only receivers to actually run a good 40-yard dash, and he ran the fastest 40-yard dash. He's what he uh, he is a sprinter, I believe. He he's he is oh man, I I should have looked it up more, but I want to say that he is an Olympic athlete that they recruited to play receiver. And, you know, I just, I, I have been obsessed with Anthony Schwartz mainly 
Carolina Panthers drafting this guy because it's just, it's Curtis Samuel 2.0 in terms of just, just that straight line speed, really. That's, uh, but Anthony Schwartz is the flash, the fastest wide receiver in this draft. Now, I too have a Dr. Strange. And I have a rookie that you and I know about because we talked about it off camera. Most people preparing for their dynasty drafts do not know of this rookie. I only discovered him just the other night. What if I told you there is a 6'7", 245-pound punter that is going to play tight end in the NFL? (laughs) That's awfully strange to me. And there's a quote, magic brings so many effects unexplained by science. This guy, he has to be a sorcerer. Have we ever seen a punter <laughs> to tight end? This no, that's pretty crazy, man. This guy's got magic abilities. I, jeez, how in the world? What what other player has it. ever been like this? <laughs> right, six seven, two hundred forty five pounds. Zach Davidson is the tight end's name. Um, he's from Central Central Missouri State. They didn't even play last year thanks to COVID. But anyone listening to this that wants to find like a dynasty rookie that their league mates have never heard of, search for the 6'7", 245 pound punter that's going to play tight end in the NFL. And he is the Dr. Strange of this rookie class. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I will end it with these last couple of guys. And I will bring up the flash again, since you brought him up. And, you know, originally I had Tyreek Hill as somebody else, but somebody else, another player fit this particular character better. So I have to go with Tyreek Hill as the flash. Seems a little lame, but man, he's a fast motherfucker. But... I almost made him the Joker, but because he's also kind of a dick. And, I mean, you've seen some of his actions on the sideline and stuff, and you know he has some shit in his past. Like, he just seems kind of a dick to me. So, but then again, I love the Joker. I don't really find him dickish. I find him maniacal (laughs) and entertaining. And that's why I give the Joker title a 201 of Mr. George Kittle. Mr. George Kittle, because this motherfucker just smashes in the game and then he's laughing about shit, just like Joker is in the middle of a fight, just laughing about shit. Like Batman's punching him, he's laughing. George Kittle's just getting smashed on the field and he's just laughing at you. He don't give a shit. He's just having a good time. He's fucking out there doing Sierra Mido from fucking AEW, the Lucha Bros. They're villains. Like he roots for the villain wrestler. Like, this dude is straight jokerish, and I fucking love it. But bonus, I also feel like he could be Deadpool if you want to put him there. They're very similar to Deadpool as well. But I like George Kittle as the Joker, and uh, you know, I'm a big villain fan all around. Whether it's Star Wars, Batman, I love how the villains are done, and and yeah. So I'm gonna end it on a villain, not a hero. There we go. There we go. 
Thank you, Aaron. That was a fucking blast. I enjoyed the quarterback fun. conversation <laughs> and, the, and the superhero conversation. That was good times. All right. Well, let, let's go ahead and end this tea party. Unless I know there's a couple of things we want to bring up because, well, at this point in time, it's been some days. It's been talked about. But, of course, it's shit that comes out right after we, we record. So, of course, this week, we wait till Monday night to record. Oh, yeah, transparency. It's not actually 420. Well, yes, it is 420. What was that one I saying? It's 420. <laughs> it's just after midnight. But we wait. And, and this Monday, not, not a whole lot of shit happening. <laughs> so does that mean tomorrow there's going to be a bunch of stuff that comes up? Probably. Because that's yeah. how it works for us. <laughs> we, tried, we tried to prepare this week for that. And it's, they're just going to delay it a day just for us. But we had James Conner officially signing in Arizona last week. And Julian Edelman retiring. So a couple of things that happened after we were done potting. And I had mentioned on the pod last week, I thought James Conner was a good bet to go to Arizona. And there you go. I think if you're a Chase Edmonds fan, you're going to like it. They were going to probably bring in somebody. Yeah. And I feel like James Conner, while, yeah, he's definitely above Carlos Hyde, but I definitely kind of get that vibe. Yeah, James Conner's likely to get a little more work, but I feel like Chase Edmonds could still have a very productive season in this offense. If this offense does what many people think it can do now i don't know if i was ever of the opinion that he was for sure going to get those full back duties so i figure you know they're not going to add anybody in the draft so so it's 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 edmonds and connor and i and i kind of like that yeah and uh first off kudos for calling James Conner because people that, that look that listened to the show last week we talked about the AFC teams or no sorry right. the NFC teams um, going into the rookie drafts and I happened to mention I was like that hey the Cardinals running back coach James Saxon he coached in Pittsburgh for 2014 and 2018 and, and I I went with hey Le'Veon Bell was there during that during this running back coach's entire time. And, and I had just kind of blinked in terms of the timeline that, Hey, James Connor was there for a couple of seasons as well. So, whereas I was going, I mean, there's connections uh, between Steelers and the Cardinals. And I was, I said, Le'Veon Bell, kudos to you for getting the James Connor. And then as you mentioned with Chase Thank Evans, you, sir. yeah. And then with Chase Evans, like, yes, you're right. Like they're going to bring someone in. If anything the fear was that round two was going to be where they brought in a guy, a Javante Williams, or maybe they right. made a play to bring in an ETN. If I am an Edmonds fan and a believer, I am much happier that they brought in James Conner, who right. how much more does he have left in him? I don't know. Um, one of, I got this from uh, the pod father himself on one of his recent pod, um, podcasts there. Uh, the show with Nate List, where they they did mention that one of the concerns with Chase Evans is there is going to be a cap to his ceiling because he is not involved in, in goal line work at all. He had one one goal line carry, and, and so Edmonds is 
I think he's going to get overdrafted. Um, like this is good news. Like you can maybe even capitalize and get Chase Edmonds at a, a cheaper deal because people go, oh no, they brought in a running back. They were obviously going to bring in a running back, but right. Chase Edmonds, if he's not getting goal line work and that probably caps his touchdown totals to like maybe five or so, like, yeah, I, I don't see him being a double digit scoring running back. It's that is you're having to pick and choose when, when to start Edmonds. So if in dynasty or your, your time of, of trading him was during those one or two week stretches where he put up good numbers or had opportunity. <laughs> now he, he looks to be the primary um, back, but even now with Connor, you're still hoping they don't do something and bring in, <laughs> bring in one of these running backs. Like I don't think they will, but Geez, we've seen teams do some crazy stuff before, but hey, good job on calling That's the Connor true. pick, and they need someone to do goal lines, so it makes sense. You would think with their lack of picks, mm-hmm. they wouldn't do anything like that. Right. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. The only thing I'm going to say, and I'm not some Chase Edmonds, you know, truther, some diehard. I've, but I've been a fan and there's some leagues I traded, traded him away in. And there's a couple others I've held him in and I traded him away previously to this off season. So the leagues I still had him in, I was like, ah, let's see if he actually gets his shot. I'd be surprised if Arizona drafts anybody. So you've got James Connor and Eno Benjamin. And with James Connor, I just feel like he's at the end of his rope. And even last year with Kenyon Drake there, Chase Edmonds, slot snap, number three. This is advanced receiving metrics. Routes, 289. That was sixth at the position. Route percentage, 14th. Target share, 11th. Yards per reception, 15th. So if he's taken on even that role, I mean, you want a little more, but I'm no Kenyon Drake fan, but I imagine that Connor's not going to get quite that much. I feel like this is a good position for Chase Edmonds. The fact that James Connor's there, yes, he's likely to get the goal work. If Chase Edmonds can go with, you know, keep up with the receptions, maybe improve on them, you know, he could get some touchdowns through receptions. And if he's catching enough per game, there's a chance that, you know, let's see, what's he got? Receptions, seventh at the position. Okay, he had 53, you know. PPR leagues, that's going to get you points, those receptions. So that kind of stuff matters to me. If you're not going to get a crap ton of touchdowns. Are you going to get a lot of receptions? And I feel like with Chase Edmonds, there's a good chance that happens because I do feel like if no one is drafted with James Conner being there, I feel like Chase Edmonds is going to continue his trajectory of last year and he's going to get a little bit more than he did last year. And Connor's going to be there and it's going to be irritating. You're going to have times where Connor's brought in on the four yard line and he vultures the touchdown. Okay. But I think overall it'll be good. And, and, and like you said, he's going to be a lot cheaper in drafts now with James Conner. Cause there's a lot of people I've seen it on Twitter who are just laughing at James Connor or uh, um, 
Chase Edmonds truthers. And I, and I'm just, I feel like people are a lot higher on James Connor than I am. And that's okay with me because, you know, then if I am in a draft, I'm going to be able to get Chase Edmonds at a decent price and not because he was getting at a point where he was being overdrafted. And while I believe in him, I never thought he's going to be like RB seven, like, you know, or anything close to that. So I think he could be a good RB2 this year, but we'll see what happens. Absolutely. So uh, I guess that probably would transition over to the, the other big news that, that happened. Um, it was James Conner signed literally the morning we were putting the show live uh, out to the world. And then I want to say it was the next day we had Julian Edelman retired from well first he was he was cut by the patriots and a lot right. of people were kind of outraged they're like wow like that's kind of kind of crappy of the patriots to wait this long to cut him and there was a story a couple of weeks ago that talked about how there was still some concern uh coming out about his knee and then it was later that day julian edelman officially retired um so it's a, an end to a remarkable career from a guy that got drafted in the seventh round of the NFL draft to play a position he didn't even play in in college. He was a quarterback at Kent State, and and then he went on to not not only play receiver. Uh, some people forget that he played defensive back as well for the for the Patriots early early in his career, like when Wes Welker was still there, and and we didn't know what element was going to be and you know that a lot of people get caught up in the is he a hall of famer or not like honestly my thought on that is why are we already talking but can we not just have some time to like stop reflect on a guy that had 11 years in the league and man how many seven like guys drafted in the seventh round would kill to have the type of career that Edelman had success stats uh, you know, individual awards, obviously Super Bowls, and and he made some remarkable plays in, in the Super Bowl. That the catch that that you mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago when we did the pod, where like he literally he caught it, and and it wasn't until they did the slow motion where you're like, holy moly, that ball did not touch the ground. How in the right. world did he do that? And 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 also like one of the one of the things too is like two weeks ago we talked about maybe not a retirement for Edelman, but we talked about how, hey, the Patriots, yes, they're doing all these moves, but people that are thinking Edelman was the number one receiver is like, no, no. Like they had their replacement slot receiver. Jacoby Myers was good last year. He was the only good receiver, which is why they went and spent money on uh, Nelson Aguilar to be the the outside speed receiver. Kendrick Bourne's more of a flanker, but like the, the signs were there. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, hey, like they could cut Edelman, it would save money. And all these moves point to not Edelman coming back, but them preparing to move on from him as unpopular as that may have been two weeks ago. Right. No, that's one uh, you kind of basically called too. And you said I, you were saying you're thinking it's it, it it's could be Jacoby Myers time mm-hmm. for real. And it looks like it's trending that direction. So we'll, we'll see how it goes for the Patriots this year. All right. Anything else? Anything else? Samus Reyes. Yeah. I was going to say, we got to mention, we got to <laughs> mention this guy. I'll let you have yeah, at yeah. it. Came across this guy. 
the Washington Force, the Washington football team, uh, signed him. He's a basketball player who is now going to play tight end. This dude is 6'7", 240 pounds, Chilean, Chilean dude. He looks massive. <laughs> he looks like, it, like he really looks like, and he's putting up, a, I can't even find his damn s- workout stats. I had him, oh wait, it might be in my photos. When I should Did I send that it up? to you? It, well, I don't think there's anything on player profiler yet. No, there's not. I found it. It Somebody had it on. I'll Twitter. have to give a Cody. I'll have to give a Cody Carpentier to. Well, and, and also, also, I got to say that none of these are official yet, but there is um, a, a RAS score uh, from the, the Twitter account at MathBomb. You absolutely need to be following this. Uh, RAS is okay. relative athletic score and he has an unofficial 10.0 athletic score like a perfect athletic score it's unofficial but put in perspective we talk about kyle pitts being this freak athlete but if this stuff can become official for samus reyes holy smokes i mean athleticism is one major part for tight ends that that we look for Uh, you'd think of like what Donald Parham kind of showed a little bit, even being a very raw tight end prospect was still able to go out and score three touchdowns in a reserve tight end role. So, you know, your, your dynasty, he's classified as a rookie on sleeper. So you can't go and pick him up yet. And that is the most frustrating thing is that he's signed a contract. He's not going to be in the NFL draft, but if you're on sleeper and you haven't had your rookie drafts, you can't go pick them up right now. Ah, that's all right. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's gonna know. Nobody's. Nobody's gonna know. <laughs> unless they pay attention to us, <laughs> like nobody's gonna know. Oh, I can't believe I can't find this. I saw it on Twitter. It showed. Oh wait, 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 wait. No, but, that's not. But you guys best believe that the moment these these stats become official. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in Cody Carpentier's DMs, going, "Hey, we need right. to add this, this, uh, this Samus Reyes." I, I'm, I may be butchering that first name. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Reyes. Samus. That's what Samus. I'm with. Okay. Samus. Wait, 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 wait. With two M's. That's S A M M I S. For anyone that may be looking for him, I, I don't know if he's on MFL. I'm not on that platform, but. Usually they're pretty good at getting people in, but check some of these other platforms. Maybe, just maybe, because he's not part of the NFL uh, draft class, you might be able to pick him up. But I've already tried on Sleeper. Well, it looks like... Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to get back to the stats on that i had seen it somewhere on fucking twitter and i thought i saved it or maybe it was maybe it was instagram (laughs) i don't know Uh, as i explained earlier to aaron my brain's always full of so much shit and it's 420 and i'm high now so (laughs) it's a crazy combination but yes definitely listen to what aaron said try and find this guy if you can otherwise 
nobody's going to be really paying attention to them, at least for now. Go ahead. And it's another one, like I mentioned earlier, try and have a few spots on the end of your bench where you could just throw guys. This is one. This is one. And if he's deemed a rookie, then he's taxi squad material as well. So definitely a name you just want to pay attention to because definitely could, could be something. I mean, especially landing spot. We always say how key this can be. And this is a place that helped, you know, get Logan Thomas to where he was. I mean, Logan Thomas, legit tight end. This is something that's been, you know, you know, work in progress for him. And he's finally there. He had a good year last year. So, you know, it seems like a tight end coming along there. So I'd like to see what happens with Mr. Reyes. Aaron, did you have anything else? Now I feel like I'm just right. No, I, uh, and that is a good spot right there. We had a blast playing our superhero game here. Uh, yes. we've, we've talked about rookie quarterbacks and we're just at that point of the off season. We're like everyone else. Draft. We're just ready for the draft. Right. <laughs> I was so ready for the fucking draft. All right. Well, let's end this fucking tea party then, Mr. Aaron, Mr. March Heron. And one more reminder, just because I'm super excited. Mortal Kombat is Friday. The new Mortal Kombat. I'm so excited. I, I know. I know. I've talked about it a bunch, but I love me some Mortal fucking Kombat. So I'm ready. I'm ready. I am ready. Next week, next week on the uh, on the pod, we'll try and get a little last minute draft discussion going before, well, we actually finally get the fucking draft, right? Because it's coming. It's coming. It, it's, it's getting there. We're close. Remain patient. Stay calm. Take some deep breaths if you need to. Sometimes, sometimes I have to do that. I get going so much. Yeah, now would be a good time. So, yes. Remain calm. It is almost upon us. Otherwise, any last thoughts from Mr. Aaron? Uh, thank you for once again having me on the Dynasty Wonderland. It's always a blast. Yes, you're part of the show. Part of the show. So, always, always. Everyone else, thank you for listening. Aaron, love having you on. And as always, much love. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad all the best of us are and have a great week everyone until next time ta-ta for now later